Welcome to the Light Post Podcast, where we endeavor to cast light from God's word on the issues that impact our lives. I'm Pastor Jim Lowe, and just want to thank you for taking some time to sit with me and just have a conversation. Today, we're doing a part two to something that we've talked about just a little bit more recently, and that's how to find your joy again. Now, if this is the first part that you're listening to, please go back and listen to part one because we we're, we're, we're starting with part two. So I'm assuming that you've already listened to part one. If not, please go listen to it and come on back. So continuing on from what we talked about last time. You know, I don't know what's going on. For each, you know, whoever's listening to this, I don't know what's going on in your life personally, but I can tell you that with most things, we all have our ups and our downs. There's a scripture in John 16, 33 to said, in this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. I've overcome the world. There are two main po- uh, points to that scripture. The first one is, is that in this world, you will have trouble It's going to happen It's going to continually happen. And it's unfortunate because we want to ignore that part in the thing. And we want to think that everything is going to be okay. That life is going to be just fine. But Jesus himself, he said, no, in this world, you will have trouble. Things are going to happen. If it's not going on right now, it's coming. And if it is coming right now, then the second part of it, take heart. I've overcome the world, which means that if you're going through something, it's only going to last for a little while. And if nothing is going on, unfortunately, something else is going to come up. Maybe we can do another episode on on why things do have to happen. But we discussed last time about how to find joy again. Sometimes we have so many things going on in our lives and it may be difficult to find joy. We don't know where to look for it. We, We seem to want to search for it and we can't seem to find it. And so I have four ways that we can find our joy again. And just as a recap, I'm not going to go over them in detail here, but The first one that we talked about in the last episode was, was to keep your focus on God. To make sure you're paying attention to the right things and keep your focus on God. The second one was, was to stay prayerful in all things, to make sure that you continue to pray regardless to what happens. Continue to pray and God answers those prayers. And this is how we can receive joy. So moving on and continuing on from there. The third thing is this. How do you find your joy again? This right here. Keep a journal of testimonies. Keep a journal of testimonies. You know, when you were younger, you might have had a um, a diary or some type of thing where you wrote down what was going on in your life at that particular point in time. And you may find that book. If you did have one, you could find that book years later and it will take you back to that time and that place when you originally wrote those things. It could be a great time in your life. It could be a sad time in your life. It could be something that you were going through at that particular point in time and you didn't know how it was going to work itself out. But now years later, you're looking back at that and just like, man, that was a difficult time. But I'm so thankful that I don't have to worry about that anymore. Y'all, this is a natural example of a spiritual concept here. We need to keep a journal of our testimonies. We need to think about and remember the things that God has done for us. You all remember the word. Remember, quote unquote, remember. The word remember is found all throughout the Bible. Remember this. Remember that. Do you remember this? Do you remember that? Keep in mind this. Do not forget this. All of those words. It's all in the Bible. Here's an example right here. Deuteronomy chapter seven, verse 17 through 19. It says this. You may say to yourselves. These nations are stronger than we are. How can we drive them out? 
Verse 18 says, but do not be afraid of them. Remember well what the Lord your God did to Pharaoh and to all Egypt. You saw with your own eyes the great trials, the miraculous signs and wonders, the mighty hand and outstretched arm with which the Lord your God brought you out. The Lord your God will do the same to all the peoples you now fear. It's saying right here, remember what you've seen God do. It's telling these people right here, remember what the Lord did, the Lord your God did to Pharaoh and to all of Egypt. These people were there. They saw the 10 plagues. They saw the fire uh, by night and, and the cloud by day. They saw the Red Sea moving out of the way when they were facing certain death. They saw all of these things happen. And these same people who saw those things are now afraid of these other nations right here. And it's saying here, you saw with your own eyes what God did. The Lord your God is going to do the exact same thing to these people who are coming for you. The game is the same, but the players change. Isn't that what they say? But it's telling you, remember what you've seen God do, because what God did before, he's going to do it again. What God did before, God is going to do again. Sometimes the problem with with you and I and the things that we go through is, is that we've forgotten what our quote unquote Egypt is that God brought us out from. We forgot the miraculous things that God did the last time we were going through something. And we look at this new problem and we forget how powerful the God is. Let's be honest. God has brought us through some amazing things. And we can sometimes forget what he's done. We see a new problem. We see a new trial. We see something going on in our lives. It's hard for us to be able to find joy when things are going on. Why? Because for some odd reason, we don't know how we're going to make it through. Well, no, if we have a journal of our testimonies, we have a written thing here that is reminding us of all of the things that God brought us, brought us through before. And if he did it before, y'all know where I'm going with this. If he did it before, he can do it again. God is the same God yesterday, today and forever. The scripture we just read, you saw with your own eyes, the great trials. The Lord, your God will do the same to all the people you now fear. You are afraid of them, but God is not. For those of you all who are listening, you might be concerned and and, and afraid and, and having a hard time finding joy with what's going on in your life right now. But guess what? God doesn't have that problem. And he's going to do to that problem the same thing that he did to the last one. So never forget what God has done for you. And you can use that to find your joy. Remembering how God brought you out the last time. There's joy in that. I've talked about this one before. First Samuel 17. Verses 34 through 37. I love this right here. It says, David said to Saul, this is talking about Goliath and David and Goliath and how David was going to go out and fight him. Your servant's been keeping his father's sheep. When a lion or bear came and carried off a sheep from the flock, I went after it, struck it, and I rescued the sheep from his mouth. And then when it turned on me, I seized it by its hair and struck it and killed it. Verse 36 says, your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. And this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them because he has defied the armies of the living God. He's talking about Goliath here. 37, the Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. 
Saul says, okay, we'll go and fight him. You know, the thing is, is that some of us did not write down our lion and bear moments. We don't have a record of them. And even the people with the greatest memory, they can't remember everything. Ultimately, we tend to forget them or we rewrite them in our mind some kind of way to make them not seem as bad as what they were. So when new things come, we can take joy in knowing that God has been saving us all of our lives. If you are listening to this, you are alive. You are still here and take joy in knowing that God has kept you all of this way. Why can he not keep you through whatever's going on right now? You're trying to find your joy again. Remember that God can bring you through. And if you have a written testimony of that, you can go back and read it. You might not know what God is going to do, but you can go back and see what he did before. Sometimes we tend to forget how big and how powerful our God is. We have an entire Bible of of ways that he is making for other people. Guess what? He can do those same things for you. Something to take joy in. Take joy in knowing that our God, your God, the God you are calling on right now has a proven track record. And we need to remember them. Those are our stories. Or if you're reading the Bible, those are their stories of what our God did for them or what our God did for you. Don't forget how good God has been because that's where your joy can come from. What God has done for you, what God has done for your family, what God has even done for your friends. This is why it's always a wonderful thing to be excited when you see what God is doing for other people. You know, you might be on on, on whatever social media platform and, and, and somebody's talking about how God blessed them and did something big. You know, we should be rejoicing for that. We shouldn't be secretly jealous or anything else like that. We should be rejoicing because if God is doing it for them, guess what? He is a blessing God. He is still answering prayers. He is still opening doors and still making ways for people. He is still delivering people. He is still saving people. And if he's doing that for other people, you don't think he'll do that for you? These are things that we take joy in. So that was number three. Keep a journal of testimonies. Here's number four. Seek godly relationships to help you. Seek godly relationships to help you. In other words, have godly people around you. Make sure you have the right folk around you to help you. There's a scripture in second John verse uh, chapter one, verse two. Uh, I'm sorry. There's a scripture in second John chapter one, verse 12. I'm reading it wrong. Second John chapter one, verse 12. It says, I have much to write to you, but I don't want to use paper and ink. Instead, I want to visit with you and talk with you face to face so that our joy may be complete. He's saying here, I don't even want to write to you. I want to come and be with you because being together We can be joyful together. Y'all, it's important to have people around you, number one, who love God. And it's important to have people around you to help encourage you. That's why you want to have them. You can encourage one another. You can hold one another accountable and you can pray for one another. That's why it's good to have the right people, the, the right godly people around you. 
There's a scripture in Ecclesiastes chapter four, verses nine through 12, and it talks about having godly people around you or good people around you. It says two are better than one because they have a good return for their work. Two are better than one because they have a good return for their work. Ten says if one falls down, his friend can help him up. But pity the man who falls and has no one to help him up. Verse 11 says also if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? Verse 12 says, though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. And then a cord of three strands is not quickly broken. So two people can work together and gain more. Two can reach out and help if one falls. You have somebody there that can help you up. Yeah, you can get up on your own, but you get up easier when you have somebody who extends an arm and help. Having somebody who extends their arm and help. Please don't have somebody around you who, if you fail, will not help you up. Those are not the people you want around you. But it says two can reach out and help if one falls. That's having the right people around you. Two can provide warmth for each other when one person alone can't do that. And two can defend themselves versus one person alone. You need somebody around you. You need somebody godly around you. You need the right people around you. And then it says a cord of three strands is not quickly broken. So everything that was good with two now is even better with three. If all of you are walking and working together. If all of you are on the same page, working towards the same goals. And if that same goal is, 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 is godly things and working to help encourage and to bring joy to one another. As the scripture with second John, I was reading a little earlier. You can motivate one another. You can inspire one another. You can, you can bring joy to one another. Have y'all ever been in the room with people and the room is all dry? Like everybody in there is all upset. Let's just say you don't even know why you walk in a room and everybody in the room is upset. Don't you feel that when you walk in the room? I don't want to be in this room. I don't know what happened in here, but whatever it is, I'm going to leave it in here. And you walk out the room or vice versa. You walk into a room and everybody's laughing. All of that stuff is infectious. You want to be around people who can help pull things out of you. Good, godly things. You want to find joy. You want to have people around you who are joyful. So I'm going to tell you, if you don't have a good support team, you need to get one. You need to find people who can help to keep you where you need to be, to be able to hold you up when you're down, when you're going through things in life. Those who can motivate you, godly people who can motivate you to help hold you up when you have fallen, so to speak. You need a godly support team. People who will not judge you, but people who will help. There are people out there who could care less what you did. They just want to see you better. There are people out there who are like that. Don't let anybody tell you that they're not. They don't care about what your problem is. They just want to help you to be better. They don't care about the mess. They don't care about the tea. They don't care about having to know this, that, or the other, who you were doing or what you were doing with them or anything like that. They don't care about that. They just want to see you better. Those are the folks you need. The people who will protect you. The people who will be a godly, safe space for you, because that is where you can find joy. You can find joy with that because y'all are all working together to go after it. So let's do a recap of everything here. Joy. It's a fruit of the spirit. 
It's an emotion. You can find your joy again. Again, now going through all four of them, putting both of these episodes together, you can find your joy again. Number one, by keeping your focus on God, choosing to look at what God is doing, to focus on the right things, to maintain your focus, to not put it on the problems or not put it on negative things. What other people have to say. But what does God say? That's a way to find your joy. A second one is, is to stay prayerful in all things. Continue to pray. God, look, I, I, I need you. I need you to help me with joy. Bring me that joy again, because number one, praying alone puts you in the presence of God. And there's joy in even being in the presence of God. And then the scripture also said that we talked about in the last episode, when God answers your prayers, you'll find joy in that as well, too. Number three, keeping a journal of your testimonies. See, When you have a journal of your testimonies, nobody else can tell you what God can do for you because you know what God can do for you. You've seen it. You've watched him do it and you're ready to see him do it again. Nobody can tell you about your God when you remember yourself. Keep a journal of it because what God did before, he can do it again. And he will do it again. Too many times we don't know. We don't know what to expect anymore. Like I said earlier, because we have forgotten. So keep a journal of your testimonies. And then number four, seek godly relationships to help you. You need a good support team if you don't already have one. Those who can encourage you, who can love on you, who can pray for you, who can not judge you, be a godly safe space and who can help motivate you when you're feeling low. So I pray all four of those were a blessing for you. I want to tell you, thanks so much for joining us on another episode of the Light Post podcast, a ministry of the Guiding Light Church. For other messages and resources, connect with us online at guidinglight.org. Guiding Light Church on Facebook or Guiding Light Church TV on YouTube. Again, this is the end of part two of how to find your joy again. If you have not heard part one, please listen to both of them. I'm sure they'll be a blessing. But until next time, I'm Pastor Jim. Y'all take care. God bless. And we'll see you next time.